all right guys welcome back to thursday february the 11th uh we have a lot of things to cover but there's some things i wanted to say before we start uh getting into the whole me reviewing nxt and AEW because there were some things i was talking about last episode uh yesterday's episode that it started following up even more (laughs) um later on on the day that even i retweeted it on my twitter um i was like what the fuck you know like i was in shock so um first and foremost uh right now because it is thursday i'm not sure if uh people saw on the news um locally um most of us here in texas uh, we've seen what's been going on on the news especially right now in fourth ward so i'm not sure if anybody else that's listening you know i've i've seen i've seen like where most of my listeners are coming from but like any other states as well um you know if you guys have seen the news that's going on on fourth war um there has been like a i don't know if this is true if it's like a hundred but they say it's like a hundred vehicles that have crashed all up in against each other and it's like it's crazy because of the same thing that texans are not used to driving in icy roads compared to other people from you know out of the state so like because we're getting this uh inclement weather of freezing cold temperatures which i'm used to like i mean in alabama the the lowest i ever experienced was 19 degrees that's about it so i'm like for me i'm like okay i mean i can get cold but not like you know where it's 60 degrees and people are like it's freezing in here it's really not but um you know, for those that do not know how to drive in icy roads, uh, obviously in Fourth War, you can see that um, it led up to a bunch of vehicles crashing up against each other. And um, and I believe it was saying that there was like five fatal uh, fatalities um, and like multiple people, like approximately more than 30 people have been rushed to the hospital. So um, thoughts and prayers are going out for those people um only me though i'm just like (laughs) i'm like you guys it's like just because you know we don't usually get icy roads i guess or just in general in texas people should just at least know how to drive in icy roads again keep in mind that when you guys are driving you are controlling the vehicle not the vehicle controlling you so um keep that in mind if you see an accident from a distance make sure that you know you are following the speed limit of course so that way you are able to break in time of course here in texas i'm i'm not sure if this is true or not but i believe the state does have the highest speed limit uh in here where obviously people that are coming out from different states that are coming here and they're like what the fuck it's like the speed limit is 75 miles per hour <laughs> obviously people are gonna be crashing um i don't know what's the speed limit over there in fort Worth. i'm assuming it's pretty high i wouldn't be surprised if it's uh 70 or 65 miles per hour um and definitely i'm like that's that's a big safety hazard if you ask me but um me like whenever i'm driving i tend to keep it cool if you guys see me speeding out there that's because uh there's either an emergency or mama's running late from work (laughs) so basically it's about that but you know just be careful out there because this weekend we are gonna have crazy uh crazy drops in temperatures that not a lot of people are used to um so hopefully if anything like if you guys 
um do you, if you guys happen to have um like if your neighborhood street happens to have ice on the road do me a favor do other people a favor and just throw sand at the streets that's what's gonna literally calm the icy roads and people from you know uh slipping down on your driveway and crashing into your home i'm not exaggerating because i've seen i've seen crazy shit in my life here in texas so i'm like i would not be surprised if that would have happened but you know just be careful out there stay warm of course um right now it's like what 40 something degrees i'm like what am i a news reporter all of a sudden i just wanted to start that off there because um when we got the news that supposedly uh the weather's gonna be dropping continuously um you know i just want to make sure people are safe especially with the news going on with that multiple uh vehicle crash uh definitely gotta you know be safe be safe than sorry but um i know for sure for valentine's day since it's already coming up it's gonna be really cold but not as cold as monday and i'm so excited for monday i'm sorry I love cold weather, okay? I grew up in Alabama. It's usually cold over there. But now, from what I'm hearing from my friends is that, you know, the same weather that I'm experiencing here in Texas, they're experiencing it as well, you know? Uh, but I remember back then when I used to live there, like, literally, it was always cold. We never got to see the sun. It was rare when we saw the sun. But when we did get to see the sun, it was all right, whatever. Hell, I even remember when it was snowing. It snowed in Alabama, and I heard that supposedly Monday is going to be so cold that there will be snow, or if not, ice. So just be careful if it is ice, but if it's snow, ooh, I'm like, I haven't seen snow since I was here in Texas. Reasons why I want to go back to Alabama. <laughs> but um, anywho, so like, uh, just be safe, you know, guys. I just want to make sure I point that out there before I go ahead and start talking about a bunch of shits that I, I need to talk about before I start talking about wrestling. <laughs> so, um, but let me go ahead and start off really quick with like maybe three notes, I guess I would say. Uh, number one, of course, we already spoke about... Um, I don't even know what to start off. You know what? We'll start off with this one. Let's start off with yesterday's little thing. Because it's both about Pedro Pascal. Um, but also, remember how I was talking about that um, everybody wanted Gina Carano to get fired. Well, guess what? It happened. <laughs> I literally found this out like maybe I would say three hours after or no not even it was during uh dynamite while i was watching dynamite like once it was over i checked on twitter and they're like oh hey she got fired after all and i was like what <laughs> you know um because of the same thing like you know i don't know why she brought it up into herself at the same time i'm like it, it's not and people are going back and forth uh you know going with it, the fans who are against gina Carano and who are for but, like, the ones that are four, I'm kind of, like, you know, a little bit disagreeing in the point. Because people are like, oh, well, I mean, I can't believe Disney decided to fire Gina Carano because she spoke her opinions. Everybody has their opinions. I'm like, yeah. But here's the thing. I'm like, when you're over there comparing something that happened years ago that you can't actually joke around about that. Or, like, you know, something comparing to in the past that happened. And, you know, we try our best not to get political in this whole uh, podcast. But, like, we're mentioning something that had to deal with the Holocaust during World War II. 
that's a little bit, you know, crossing the line right there, if you ask me. I actually got to uh, visit the Houston Holocaust Museum, brought a tear to my eye. I always wanted to go visit those Holocaust museums that are out there, um, you know, out of the States, uh, and to get that history that, you know, uh, of what happened. It's better to remember than forget about what happened. We are aware what happened during World War II, but it's like, you know, you can't be joking around stuff like that. You know, there are still people that are, you know, Jewish and had a family who experienced that. And, you know, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, the, I, I hope I'm getting my point across. But, um, you know, she also was talking about a bunch of political shit. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, this is not like the entertainment world. I don't think I've seen a lot of people who will express their opinions uh, when it comes to political figures, like I know, for for example, like if you follow Dave Batista on uh, social media, he, he well during the presidential election because I follow him and like I started getting a bunch of political uh, messages. But honestly, <laughs> like it's not harmless, you know. Um, you have a, you have to voice your opinions on whatever things. But when Gina Carano decided to compare Holocaust that's when you cross the line so that's what i'm trying to refer to everybody can actually speak their opinions but you know if you cross the line that's it for you and supposedly like there was articles that were saying that lucas films was trying to find reasons on what to fire her on and this was the last straw for those that were saying no we've been waiting for her to get fired for the longest again you know she's stating her political opinions like i said that's that but Again, if you're if you're bringing up shit that kind of, you know, crosses that line, that's when it's going to happen. You have to understand it on their points of view. Now, because of her getting fired, apparently the hashtag was trending of uh, hashtag cancel Disney Plus. And I kind of figured that, you know, a lot of people that were for Gina Carano, they were, you know, they started the hashtag. But by the time I got into the hashtag, everybody was just retweeting about random nonsense. Like, oh, one of my favorite ones was like, hashtag cancel, uh, you know, cancel Disney Plus. Uh, and then the person continued. Well, on the other hand, I'm excited to watch WandaVision this coming Friday. And I'm like, oh my god, I cannot. I'm like, if it's not regular people that are supporting Disney Plus are also like the K-pop stands who will actually take over of the hashtag and make it their own things. I find it hilarious, but also at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want to, you know, hear the original story of why it was trending at the same time. But I kind of, you know, already have an idea because of that. Um, but a lot of people were glad that she got fired and i'm just like hmm and i think uh i don't know if you guys remember but supposedly she was um she was gonna get her own spin-off series the you know cara dune's uh, uh series that's gonna be in star wars um apparently that got you know scratched and you know they're not gonna make it for the same reason um, because of that or who knows maybe they can continue the character for for mandalorian just with a whole different actress I don't know I gotta it, it just depends on the studio you know um people can say oh well if they replace her it's not gonna be the same this this and that I don't even know at the at the for me at the end of the line is that I'm still excited for Mandalorian to come up I mean with her she's not on there 
then you know what that clears up basically what I said on um, uh, yesterday's episode that it's like oh well who knows maybe they haven't fired her because they still haven't had a series to make you know but now it has been confirmed so it's a lot of people that you know we're talking about it you know Variety the Hollywood Reporter freaking IGN was the first one that told me about the news and then fandom will follow it on with that and then also ajplus.com so it's like so many people were saying it that it's just like oh okay I guess it got confirmed after all um so far uh there hasn't been anything said on behalf of gina carano so i'm just like i'm pretty sure she's either upset glad who knows uh but i I, i'm pretty sure deep down she's pissed that you know the fans finally got a say you know it's up to the fans at you know at the end of the day it's up to the fans to decide who gets to keep their jobs or stuff like that you know um and even at one point people were talking about james gunn and i'm just like people are upset and i think that's why the hashtag was also trending um you know with the cancel disney plus because people were saying like oh well how come gina carano is getting fired but not james gunn and i'm like guys i just fucking talked about this i'm like this is something he did years ago okay people change with the same with the thing with gina carano this was happening like right now like literally 24 hours ago <laughs> like she was posting stuff like this you can't you know you can't compare something that happened in the past and you know something that happened you know right now uh it's completely different but anywho let me go ahead and move on with another Mandalorian news, which has to do with the actor Pedro Pascal. And I was just talking about him yesterday because of his sister, you know, coming out as transgender, uh, which cra- congratulations again, by the way. Um, and when I got to see the uh, picture of the article of Luke's Pasquale, beautiful. I loved it. And I'm like, sweet Jesus, kind of wish I was that pretty. <laughs> but anywho, um, very beautiful. Congratulations again to Lux for coming out and um also uh so the news and it also involves with something else that i also talked about in yesterday's episode because it was breaking news i was literally just talking about who is gonna be uh joel like casted for uh the last of us move uh series sorry because we already had um what do you call it we already had ellie on the series for that for sure and um so now everybody was just like okay well what about um what about uh what do you call it joel so we already got bella ramsey as ellie so it was confirmed that pedro pascal got the role for joel in the last of Us series so now we have two game of thrones actors that are going to be reunited but then again i mean it's not even reunited because during the show they never actually met (laughs) um so like i guess but hey just the fact that they're representing game of thrones it means a lot you know um so Pedro Pascal is going to be casted as Joel on The Last of Us. And again, I'm still going back with this whole, like, what is this series going to be relating to? Is it going to be a whole different story compared to the game? Or is it going to be the same exact thing? If it's the same exact thing, I'm not ready for it. (laughs) All I got to say. If y'all haven't played The Last of Us 2, either watch it or play it. Because that story is a little bit, um, hmm. I'm just going to leave it like that. (laughs) Anywho. um, So, 
yeah, Pedro Pascal, congratulations again for getting the role for Joel. Um, other people were voicing their opinions on Twitter, of course, for the same reason that, you know, um, they had their opinions on who could be Joel. And I think I even mentioned uh, some dude that I never met in my life before. And for some reason, people were saying, like, bring back Hugh Jackman uh, to play the role. And I'm like, Ugh. I mean, I could see that happening. But at the same time, I'm like, eh. You know, I'm pretty sure Hugh Jackman has other things. And I think I just saw a picture right now on uh, Twitter and Instagram where he made his own uh, bread, you know, baked by Hugh. And I'm like, oh, I'm willing to go over there uh, to try his bread. And uh, well, not even coffee. I don't drink coffee, but, you know, just visit. Uh, but he's he's probably busy doing other things besides acting. And um, if we happen to see another movie from Hugh Jackman, I'm ready for watching it to watch it, you know, Um <clears throat> So, anywho, with that being said, uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be Joel. Bella Ramsey is going to be Ellie. So, it's more like, hey, good news, you know. Um, let's not also not forget that another person that could have been good as Joel was uh, Nikolaj Kosterwaldau. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, he played uh, Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. And I even mentioned it in my previous episodes, too. He could have been perfect, too, for that. But, you know actors have their reasons productions has their reasons on why you know this person is perfect you know this this and that but you know at least we get to see uh pedro pascal in the hbo series uh, uh the hbo max uh the last of a series sorry so uh anywho let me go ahead and put on another note before i start the uh sponsorship and then go ahead and start talking about nxt uh, for the same reason, there's going to be a lot of stuff I need to cover for today. Um, but it is announced that <laughs> Post Malone is going to be giving a virtual concert for the Pokemon uh, Pokemon Day uh, that's going to be coming up soon. And I was like, what? Post Malone? Well, I, then again, I'm like, Post Malone likes a lot of things. And it's like, you know, I, I can't just compare him to my likings. But he literally likes almost the same things I do. Hell, even one time I remember... <laughs> This was a while back, though. I remember he was hosting, like, he was doing a concert or whatever. And then freaking Bam Margera, uh, for those that do not know who he is, he's a skateboarder and also had his show on MTV called Biba La Bam. Uh, but Bam Margera went over there to the concert and Post Below was like, oh my God, let me take a picture of Bam. <laughs> you know, it's just like, this boy is fang- fangirling over someone who's attending at his concert. Like, that's how, you, that's how big you want to get where, you know, the people that you admire, of course, is going to be looking up to you or like attending or supporting you. And yeah, I don't know they know that you know it was the other way around and this was something i kind of aimed for in like in the making of this podcast or like radio hosting jobs you know like where i get to interview uh my favorite celebrities and then who knows maybe eventually i'll get somebody that would say you know hey you're doing a good job and i'm like i support you you know (laughs) all emotional and stuff like that but anywho um so let me go ahead and uh start talking about uh, we'll do NXT, of course, first, and then after that with AEW. AEW Dynamite was probably the biggest, of course, that I'm going to have to review. Uh, so let me go ahead and put the sponsorship, and let's go ahead and talk about wrestling. Alright, so NXT started off with um, the Dusty classic match with msk versus legado del fantasma and i think i remember last week i was like i highly doubt msk is 
probably not gonna defeat the legado del fantasma like i was kind of rooting for them um but at the same time it's like it looks like they're actually making it as they're supposed to um i'm not sure if it's because of the of the experience that they have in pro wrestling but also because you know they're they're debuting in nxt so it's like it's gonna be a first just for somebody to debut only to win the dusty max uh match classic whatever uh tournament so um the first match was a little bit more crazy um it didn't <clears throat> excuse me it did go on for quite some time which eventually led up to msk defeating legado del fantasma and i'm just like ooh, santos escobar is probably gonna be pissed about that but a lot of people were so like they were rooting for them they uh for msk and they were loving the match you know um which ends up to this whole um what do you call it um it says here msk has impressed the wwe universe with their high octane often uh offense and infectious personality at nxc takeover vengeance they'll either face either the grizzled young veterans or tomasa siampa and timothy thatcher for the finals but you know msk has finally made it to the finals so we'll see uh you know who's gonna win eventually and i think i already know who but you know we'll go on to that and then later on we have the match after that was with Zaya Lee with Boa and Taya Shaw versus Jade on NXT. And um, of course, Zia was at first blindsided uh, by Jade. And then it caused, uh, you know, after distraction by Kaden and Casey Cantazaro. Uh, so, um, but still, it looks like it wasn't still enough for Zaya Lee to, defa- to defeat Jade. Sorry. Um, so that match wasn't as what do you call it as long as we thought um but later on um and this is something i was talking about last ep- uh, last week's episode um because i leave i mean she's still been building up the storyline and all that so that kind of ended that little uh thing that happened um but later on it was announced right after the match that apparently freaking william regal announced that santos escobar is gonna be defending his cruiserweight championship with uh freaking uh carrying cross and i'm just like why why i'm like first of all how many times have i been saying that carrying cross came back and he needs to be getting that nxt championship not a cruiserweight championship of all things it's a big step down if you ask me but then again i'm like at the same time i'm like well we have to think about his uh his injury that he got right after he got the nxt championship so i really don't know what to expect at this point um but i'm kind of bummed not well bummed and disappointed mostly because you know i have my expectations on this guy that you know he could be more than just cruiserweight champion whatever but then again i'm like so far no one has been able to defeat santos escobar for that cruiserweight championship so we'll see I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he does win, uh, you know, if, uh, if Karen Cross wins the Cruiserweight Championship, but at the same time, I'm like, you deserve more, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to see that. Or who knows, maybe after that, eventually Santos Escobar will be going for the NXT Championships, and then Legado de Fantasma are going to go for the NXT Tag Team Championship, and then make themselves like another version of Undisputed Era. So I needed to throw that out there. 
Uh, for sure. But yeah, I'm really disappointed about that. But anywho, uh, later on, we also got to see uh, Johnny Gargano apparently saying that he got injured. And they even posted a little x-ray picture of how his bones were like broken, whatever, this, this and that. William Regal, however, called out his bluff. And it was so hilarious. And um, what do you call it? Uh, so afterwards, I guess... And honestly, when you look at that that x-ray, I'm like, that's nowhere near possible for somebody to be, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, nowhere to be near injured. And then uh, after that, Kushida came out, actually, that showed off that bluff. And then later on, I guess it was going to be announced that it's going to be... Um, what do you call it it's gonna be uh we're gonna have a north american uh title defense about it uh later on inventions let's not forget that um nxt vengeance is gonna be this sunday it's on valentine's day so um i don't know how we're gonna do this it's gonna be on monday i'm probably gonna have to watch it in the background and like review it because it's on valentine's day mama gotta go you know celebrate valentine's day with the boyfriend so i'm like i'm probably not gonna watch it for sure um but i'll, I'll definitely review it on monday uh we'll see whenever i'll be able to actually watch it and then you know review it but i'll definitely have that episode uploaded monday for sure so i'm not gonna let you guys down but anywho later on we got um we got we still got that match for uh johnny gargano and austin theory versus Oh, sorry, not sorry. It wasn't them. <laughs> it was actually uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. So, um, honestly, I was just like, I kind of want Candice and Indy to win. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen because Shotzi and Ember are really good tag team partners. I mean, come on. So, um, it looks like the match was it was long too but it was also great you know lots of good moves coming from both ends um but however at the end of the day it looks like that um that Shotzi and Amber defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell only for them to advance at the finals and uh i'm not sure we have the finals yet yes we do the finals was um so the finals that's gonna be taking over at nxt vengeance is gonna be um so it's gonna be shotzi and ember versus dakota kai and raquel and honestly if you ask me my money's on dakota and raquel because they're they're really good partners uh even from the beginning they're they're not like you know it's not like shotzi or ember no hate whatsoever i respect all of the wrestling competitors but like you know the Shotzi and Ember are both individual competitors I mean yeah they're doing a good job being as a tag team but me I'm so against with the whole putting individual competitors as a tag team just for no reason you know I like them doing their own thing uh show them off that you know they don't need another person to succeed and with Raquel and D uh, Dakota Kai they've been going at it like they've been tagged for quite some time even though dakota has been a, an individual wrestler in the beginning but later on after she became heel dakota you know raquel stepped in and you know raquel even then too i think she even participated in the may young classic and you know she had that rodeo cowgirl style in a way but she was always a villain so like um so when she came in to help uh, dakota kai um uh, they've been they've been really great together so i'm just like yeah i guess but i'm still rooting for dakota and raquel so hopefully we'll see who wins uh later on 
And then after that, we got the match for, uh, let's see. We got the match between Kushida and versus Austin Theory with Johnny Gargano on the sidelines. And I'm just like, oh, great. Here we go. We're probably going to get Gargano trying to, you know, uh, distract Kushida only for Austin Theory to win the match. But actually, it wasn't like that. It was actually uh, the other way around where, you know, I mean, Gargano did try to... Um, it tried to distract but fail only for Kushida to win. And um, for the same reason that I guess it, it was a disqualification. Um, but still, I mean, either way, we're probably going to... I'm pretty sure we're going to get uh, Kushida uh, versus uh, Gargano. But it looks like here, um, it con they continue to attack Kushida afterwards until Dexter Loomis finally dragged Austin Theory under the ring. So now it's like... Hey, you know, um, but then while that was happening, Kushida hold, held the NXT North American Championship. So I'm just like, hmm, I, I don't know. Uh, it's like, give me a triple threat. But it looks like here, <clears throat> excuse me, it looks like here that Dexter Loomis is going to be waiting for whoever wins between Gargano and Kushida. So I'm just like, ooh, at least he gets a title shot, which I'm excited for. <clears throat> excuse me and then actually we we got a we got a promo for um for imperium and i'm just like what and it looks like uh imperium is gonna be coming or actually um well we also got walter in there but it looks like they're gonna be stopping by uh nxt maybe this coming wednesday uh i don't know it's gonna be gonna be something else and then freaking cameron grimes was over there like you know with his money saying that he put in uh the money on the stock market would actually got him to uh to become rich or whatnot i don't even know <laughs> um but anywho um the the main event was um the last match of who gets to determine on who's gonna go to the finals for the for the men's dusty classic which was um between Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa versus the Grizzly Young Veterans. Um, who do we have money on? I don't even know. <laughs> Let's find out. Um, so, honestly, it's weird that that Tommaso and Timothy have been making it this far. But um, it looks like here, after a really long match it was still good you know they like both sides gave it all their best and everything it turns out that the grizzly young veterans defeated Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher via pinfall on NXT so it has been confirmed that it's gonna be um the grizzly young veterans versus MSK on the finals for the men's dusty uh dusty classic so uh with that being said it's like it's basically look like MSK probably has the upper hand at the same time because, you know, they have been making it this far and the hype is really real with them. So it's uh, I'm not sure if people are going to be rooting for MSK um, and to see, you know, uh, what do you call it to see if uh, if they're really going to be winning the the Dusty Cup at the, you know, at their debut. So we'll see how that's going to go. Um 
what do you call it NAC for me like it hasn't been as entertaining for me at the same time because of these tournaments so it's like eh you know I've been watching mostly AEW uh and I actually watched that yesterday so there's a lot of things I need to talk about uh so let me go ahead and just pause this and then start going with the AEW So AEW was also last night and also excuse the noise in the background. You're going to hear like that. Like it sounds like something is tapping on the microphone, but really it's, uh, it started raining. So it's like literally the raindrops are just hitting my AC as loudly as you can imagine. So you're going to be hearing a ton of that, but yes, it's finally raining already. Um, so anywho, AEW started off. Uh, with uh, the first match, which was Darby Alling uh, versus Joey Janela for the TNT Championship. And this was announced last week, of course. Uh, Joey Janela just came back. Um, but we kind of already figured that, you know, since technically... Um, Darby is going up against Brian Cage for the TNT Championship. We kind of figure who's going to win at the same time. So, um, what do you call it? Uh, they, you know, we did see that on the match, you know, Joey Janela gave his best, of course. Um, so afterwards, though, uh, uh, Darby was the one that won. And of course, it was weird. Um, well, I'll actually get into that later in a bit. But, you know, Darby Allen won that match, of course. Um, after that, it was um, Cody uh, Cody and Lee Johnson versus Peter Avalon and Cesar or Cesar uh, Bononi. Um, so it is supposedly announced that Lee Johnson is uh, has been, uh, you know, has been, I guess, welcome into the Nightmare family, uh, for to say. And so um, they're basically putting up to the, let's see, like what he's capable of doing you know how if he's good or not um what do you call it so they're like okay well we're gonna go ahead and do a tag team uh match uh you know so that way you get a feel of how this is um also don't forget that there is uh what do you call it there is like this uh it's kind of like tough enough uh but like the AEW version but it's on the nightmare family channel on youtube so if you guys ever want to look at that to see who is going to be the best competitor out there definitely give uh, give a watch for sure um but anywho i just remember how like uh i don't know like uh pete uh sorry peter avalon he's like uh what do you call it he's trying his best to be a villain but um, at the same time, it's like, eh, you know, you have a long way to go. <laughs> um, anywho, but at the end, you know, Johnson Lee Johnson was the one that actually picked up the win uh, for uh, for him and Cody to uh, uh, to win. And um, what do you call it? The match was all right. Um, you know, I guess for me <laughs> in my way. Uh, and I kind of figured they were going to win because of, apparently like Peter Avalon and uh, Cesar Bononi didn't even get the entrance or anything. So I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. And uh, what do you call it? Um, I think and even Lee Johnson even said too, he was like, oh, hey, so, you know, they welcome me with open arms, this, this and that. And, you know, uh, he's going to try to give everything that he can. 
Uh, but, I mean, I feel like we're probably going to see more of him on, who knows, on dark matches or so. Uh, so, we'll see how that went. And, um, so, anywho, there was something, uh, I, I don't know when eventually, I just remember seeing about the whole Darby thing. Um, I don't know if this was right after the match from Cody. Um, that, you know, it was supposedly reported that, <laughs> that freaking Darby Allen was, like, in a body bag, I guess. And I'm just like, uh, what is going on, you know? And I feel like for the same reason that, you know, um, what do you call it? Because it's trying to lead up to the pay-per-view that, um, that's coming up. I forgot when is it? I think it's going to be coming up soon, though. And, um, what do you call it? Uh, so whenever that does happen, we'll be able to see, uh, uh, who's gonna win i don't know i feel like brian cage might actually win on that um on that aspect because i mean then again at the same time i'm like i feel like he needs to be defending that um that f if ftw championship i guess i think that's what it's called i forgot i mean it's just there but i'm just like mm, you know i'm like we we kind of need to we kind of need to see um kind of see me we need to see that belt getting defended so that's what i gotta say about that but anywho after that uh what do you call it um after the after that match it was uh ryan nemeth uh what do you call it Dolph ziggler's brother uh versus pox so if you guys remember last week uh ryan nemeth uh i guess he got his first win uh on his debut match however in this match he's going up against pox and pox is hard to beat you know so that's gonna be something a little bit tricky and don't get me wrong ryan emma did his best uh to actually uh what do you call it to keep Pac, you know going up and forth until later on Pac actually did his finisher um and then the thing is that you know um that Pac ended up getting the win, of course. But I feel like Ryan Nemeth, he's he's doing a good job so far. And I'm pretty sure Dolph Ziggler's proud of his brother, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, good job for both of uh, both ends. Uh, we actually got to see um, during the, like, right after that, they did, like, a little segment about what happened last week uh, between Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford's wedding. And, like, Mero, uh, Mero was just upset over the fact that, you know, he was, like, uh, uh, his ankle was handcuffed or ankle cuffed, however you want to say it. And he's like, I'm the best man, you know. I was supposed to protect P uh, Kip and Penelope. And, you know, like, uh, because of, of Chuck and uh, Orange Cassidy, I feel like there's probably going to be... Uh, I don't know if this is going to lead up to Revolution, maybe, for the pay-per-view. Or if this is going to be next week. I don't even know. Um, what do you call it? Uh, it's probably going to be like a tag team match between Miro and Kid versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy again. Who knows? Um, what do you call it? But um, Miro was obviously upset that, you know, the wedding went downhill. But also, I kind of love the fact that now, like, Kip and Penelope are wearing their rings now on public television. I'm just like, ah, is it official now? Um, but anywho, we also got to see how, um, what do you call it? It looks like, oh no, th this was a another thing about um, I guess uh, some Dasha was with the inner circle, but it looks like MJF interrupts and says uh, Sammy Puck uh, sucker punched him in the ribs and then I'm um, trying to see if this was before or after uh, 
let me see i'm trying to see because i remember i saw it no i think it was like right afterwards um what do you, oh no this was before my bad so i forgot to mention that uh this was right after the darby allen um match so um because it leads up to the uh to chris jericho match that happened later on with njf but um so this is something that they've been doing it on the storylines where um what do you call it uh last week uh Sammy was upset over the fact that, you know, this is all happening between Chris Jericho uh, choosing uh, MJF over Sammy. So um, when when Chris Jericho went to go chase Sammy, this was last week. Um, let's not forget how MJF was like telling the cameras to leave uh, while he talks to uh, the what do you call it? Um, he talks to the rest of the, uh, members of the inner circle. I don't know if he's plotting, uh, something against Sammy or who knows. Because right now there is tension between Sammy, Guevara, and MJF. So, um, it, right after the match after Darby Allen, it, what do you call it, MJF and Sammy, uh, what do you call it, were in that same, uh, locker room somewhere backstage. And Sammy was like, no, the camera stays, you know. And it literally shows Sammy, like, you know, hey, I know what you're doing. Like, he's telling the MJF, like, you're trying to split the inner circle up. And MJF tries to, you know, twist the words to Sammy, make it seem like, you know, Sammy, like, you know, sarcastically is like, oh, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. Because MJF is putting the blame on Sammy now, you know. Um, but Sammy's like, yeah, sure, I'm the one to blame this, this, and that. Um, I'm the one trying to split up this inner circle. And I was praying and hoping Chris Jericho wasn't behind him, uh, listening or anything. Uh, but it turns out that MJF was actually recording Sammy saying that. And Sammy was upset that he grabbed the phone and threw it, you know. And then after that, punched him, which led on to MJF saying, oh, I got sucker punched um what do you call it in the ribs whatever so he was upset over that i'm kind of glad that you know sammy did it um but anywho uh this went up to later um uh, you know chris jericho saying okay we'll deal with the later we still have a match going on which led on to uh chris jericho and mjf versus the acclaim and um what do you call it um even though uh i uh the inner circle did win uh, later on, Sammy comes out with the microphone saying that, you know, uh, that he's out. Like, he's gone from the inner circle. And I'm just like, what? You know, um, of course, MJF is loving that, you know, uh, Sammy's leaving. But it pisses us off that, you know, MJF is getting his way. Um, and this, this is what he wanted. And, you know, uh, eventually Chris Jericho put it on the social media saying it was it was uh, happening like he he saw it coming. Um, you know, it is what it is. And I'm like, boo, you know, so I'm like, what does this mean? Um, what do you call it? Let's not forget that Sammy Guevara has his uh, YouTube channel. He also does like his little blogs, kind of like what be, being uh, being the elite. Um he does it he does it as well so it kind of like you know loops around being the elite too so um what do you call it so if you guys want to watch his uh youtube channel definitely go check it out too maybe he'll have something to say about his departure between the inner circle so i don't know what this is gonna mean storyline wise um is it gonna be sammy guevara by himself or is this gonna lead up to a sammy guevara versus mjf and you know who knows but yeah it was bad news that and
I guess I got cut off again. Anywho, um, so after that, we'll see how what's gonna happen with Sammy, and um, if I do happen to see that um, MJF and Sammy Guevara to uh to the pay per view. Uh, for the upcoming pay-per-view probably might happen who knows but yeah mjf being on the inner circle was bad news but anywho um after that then they do show up of course that um the segment where darby allen gets to uh he gets put in a body bag and you know is dragged off by taz and uh everybody else so um sting was like going after them in the parking lot so who knows if he ended up catching up with that um anywho and then it went to one of my favorite segments of all time which was where uh marvez was uh oh interviewing kenny omega at a golf course and you know he's like uh what do you call it it was so funny because like kenny goes and he's like you know throwing the like he he hits the 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 ball with the golf whatever and like if if you're i'm not even paying attention like what the hell kenny omega was telling the guy whatever but i could just see in the background that it looks like uh the ball missed the goal whatever and um or the flag sorry i don't know anything about golf okay and uh what do you call it and you just see freaking don Callis. Uh, uh what do you call it he tells this dude to grab the ball and you know while he's doing that Don ends up getting a, another ball puts it in the hole and you know like makes it look like okay you know Kenny made it after all and you know Kenny turns around did I make it you know and Don's like yeah yeah you made it and he's like see you know like Kenny's like oh you know up in his ego like see I'm the greatest I got this I don't need to do this this doesn't and that but anywho, um, later on we got to see, uh, what do you call it, the the first round of the women's, uh, I guess, the who gets to be the number one contender to go up against uh, Sheeta for, for the women's champion, for the AEW women's champion. And the first one was with Thunder Rosa versus Layla Hirsch. Um, and what do you call it? My money was on Thunder Rosa. So I was rooting for that. And of course, Thunder with no, like Thunder Rosa with no disappointment. She ended up winning, uh, the first round. Of course, I don't even need to be talking about it. However, uh, Layla Hirsch, she did a good job as, as well, you know, keeping Thunder going back and forth. And then, um, of course, later on, they had another segment, uh, with, uh, Tony, uh, interviewing Jungle Boy. And, you know, Jungle Boy wants to talk to FTR about what happened last week, what they did with uh, with Marco Stunt. So, um, Jungle Boy, of course, is upset and everything. And, um, anywho, uh, hopefully, uh, and then even then, Jungle Boy even says that when they meet into the ring again, he will make them his bitch. And I was like, ooh, you know. Um, so, anywho, after that, it was the main event, which was uh, Kenny Omega and Kenta versus John Moxley and Lance Archer in a false count anywhere anything goes match. And I'm like, ooh. So, <laughs> I want to point out something. Uh, and during the Kenny Omega's, um, what do you call it? Uh, intro uh, where where the ref was like saying you know like basically bringing Kenny into the to the ring it he literally freaking said quote one of them he is like the greatest IWGP United States championship that ever existed and I'm like I can't with this 
<laughs> was like a cat but yes and it was funny too because like uh what do you call it later on you know kenta came in kenny came in and then like uh me and my boyfriend were watching eight in the main event of course when moxley comes out he actually has the iwgp uh united states uh heavyweight championship on his arm and my boyfriend's like oh look he found the belt finally because we haven't seen the belt in quite some time and uh what do you call it this goes back with the whole like now that they're bringing uh new japan into this whole uh segment and everything now moxley has a belt to defend and then i was telling my boyfriend like if you think about it kenny's a little bit like you know he's smart about doing this whole bringing into new japan well i mean i know it's not his say but i mean then again he is like uh what do you call it uh one of the vice presidents of the company of y'all you know think about it but like you know tony kong bringing into new uh, new japan into this whole business i have a feeling it is part of kenny's uh strategy to you know bring that in so that way kenta is uh distracting moxley on you know defending that you know iwgp uh united states heavyweight championship instead of gunning for kenny omega for the AEW world champion so it's like you know which one do you want to you want to figure out like it, it it's like so many things but then again if you think about it john moxley was technically double champion and right now kenny's double champion as well because uh how i mentioned i think it was yesterday was it yesterday i was talking about this uh yeah i did i was talking about this yesterday um where uh, uh kenny has the the lucha libre triple a uh, mega campeon the championship so we're still waiting to see when that's gonna get defended as well but anywho so i think the highlight of this match for me because like it was it was crazy you know like there was ladders being thrown uh freaking no there weren't any tables but for me the funniest thing happened is when they were like what do you call it ah who was it i don't even remember i just know it was john maxley that threw it but i think i remember it was kenny and probably lance archer that were all the way to the back whatever uh even kenta too kenta was all the way to the back but the highlight of the of the fucking actually you know what i retweeted it hang on let me see it but for me the fucking highlight of the whole match was the fact that potatoes were involved and thrown and it was john moxley and kenta they were both going like you know kenta was doing his little submission hold against moxley on the kitchen uh, counter whatever and lance archer just throws a big sack of potatoes uh towards kenta and me and my boyfriend were screaming not the potatoes they threw the potatoes this this and that and i found that hilarious and the highlight again of the whole match so honestly i really love the match um but eventually you know um i tried to tell my boyfriend like hey you know kenny's gonna win right (laughs) and it, it did get a little bit chaotic uh for the same reason and you know Again, I am a huge Kenny Omega fan and my boyfriend was just having it with me uh, yesterday because like, you know, even though it's really hard to defeat Lance Archer, this dude is like fucking, he's tall, um, hard to be, he's kind of like the Braun Strowman in AEW, I guess, uh, if, if you, if you ask me. So Kenny was having a hard time trying to, you know, 
pin uh, Lance Archer or just even like get him weak at, at any point until the point that the Good Brothers ended up coming in and interfering. And, you know, my boyfriend's like, you see, you see, freaking Kenny can't even do it himself. He has to get help, this, this, and that. And uh, what do you call it? Um, and even then, uh, the Good Brothers did manage to at least get Kenny up uh get well, sorry they help kenny get lance archer up in his shoulder for him to do the one in one wing angel for him to get the one two three and of course me you know i'm telling my boyfriend well he i mean he pinned him it was a one two three it's fair and square this this and that you know whatever but you know because of that um you know kenny omega and kenta won and it was kind of, uh, it was sad, I guess, because, like, while that's happening, Kenta was outside, uh, on the ring beating the crap out of John Moxley. But, um, what do you call it? Uh, so that concluded that match. And, um, that for me, I'm just, like, I'm still over here, like, with this whole, like, okay, Kent, uh, what do you call it? Not even Kenta. Uh, well, Kenta now is over there. And you can tell there is some kind of, like, there is a little disagreement between him and uh, Kenny Omega for the same reason that, you know, uh, Kenny is doing his own little bullet club thing or like Tamatonga would say the bootleg cl- bullet club. And Kenta is a current bullet club member, you know, go to sleep club, you know, whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm having a feeling that, you know, eventually we might have other members of the Bullet Club come into the AEW. That's going to be even something better to do. There's like so many possible, possible storylines that can happen now that there are, you know, other pro wrestling, um, what do you call it? uh companies that are coming into AEW like Impact Wrestling we have the Good Brother Brother sorry and uh New Japan we also have not only you know the original members of the Bullet well I mean the current members of the Bullet Club but we also have you know Kota Ibushi we have Okada we have other people like even Evil Evil well Evil's in uh what do you call it Bullet Club but still like we have all these wrestlers from both different companies that you know we can they can lead up to so many stories storylines and i'm literally craving to actually go talk to aw if i ever do have a chance but i doubt it i mean you never know but if i ever do had a chance and have a chance to talk to them and be like hey these are my like these are my opinions on the storylines i think it will go great you know um because of the history that you know these wrestlers have and you know i'm pretty sure i'm pretty damn sure in real life like they still communicate with each other like they still talk to friends and every like as friends and all that stuff so like um you know so hopefully um i feel like we will actually see more entertaining storylines in the future with aw so um that's probably wrapping that up for sure for aw um what do you call it and really quick before i end this episode i just found out that mia yim and keith lee got engaged and i'm like ah, you know i found out while i was at work um so congratulations to mia yim and keith yeah keith lee i can't wait to see any wedding pictures of course uh you know but uh, hopefully Mia Yim is still recovering. And I don't know what this whole storyline with her and Reckoning is, uh, is happening with Retribution. I feel like if she just comes out like as Mia Yim just by herself, definitely would love to see that, you know. Um, but anywho, so that's all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to y'all tomorrow. <laughs>